Hello and a very warm welcome to the OneSparks podcast. In today's show, we'll be discussing digital strategy transformation for not-for-profit organisations and how the use of technology and data helps them achieve their aims and objectives. In particular, today we are going to focus on housing and community organisation Pobble. Based in South Wales, Pobble, which means people in Welsh, is a not-for-profit organisation with almost half a century of community action and support behind them. In particular, they provide accommodation and support for people who are homeless or at risk of homelessness. Pobble is proud to put the individuals it supports at the heart of everything it does. Pobble have recently set out a vision for a digital future, which, in their own words, will use technology and data to improve our services. Tech will help our teams work brilliantly and connect easily. So in today's podcast, we are going to look at how the implementation of Five Nines contact center solution in partnership with OneCom has contributed to Pobble's vision of a fully digital future. My name is Dave Harris, and with me to explain all of this, I have two expert guests. From OneCom, Zoe Kennedy has worked in the telecoms industry for over 10 years. She is highly experienced at delivering services and innovation to organization with mobile, internet and cloud communication needs. And Darren Raznick is the senior technology business partner at Pobble and has been working for them since 2018. Thank you both for joining me today on the podcast. Darren, I wonder if I could get you to start by telling us what were the sort of challenges you had before you made this decision to, to go to a digital future. What were the things you, the challenges you had and what, what did you hope to achieve by going digital? Thanks for the welcome. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things I've found since I've been here at this organization is that trying to convince and trying to, to make people realize that we can work as a business, even though we're a charitable organization, we need to still need to work as a, as a, as a business and we need to invest and we need to look at solutions in a sort of positive and proactive way. We try to change perception over technology and IT being a, a, a massive overhead that is just for IT, whereas obviously the last few years have made me realize how important the, the technology is for underpinning all areas of the business, all applications, all channels that we now support. So we've done a lot of work with that in terms of cultural change here in Pobble to make sure that people realize that you know IT is in that sort of blocker and big overspend that they're used to seeing maybe in the past. So we were looking at how we would do that and what we've done with our um, strategy, if you like, now for the next 10 years or we're a few years into it, is make sure that the digital element was one key part of that that underpinned it. it was one of our horizontals there that says well that we we want one was called tech to the maxes is make sure that we use technology in the correct way but also um, educate our team and our support clients on how we use technology so with the with the solution we've been running with OneCom over the last couple of years it was about how we would improve our public facing part of the organization is a really key part of the organization how people contact us and how their journey to, to get hold of Pobble and then deal with us ongoing is is a key uh, key element so we needed to make sure that we had justification to to do this piece of work as well as justify where the money and the spend was going to go and, and the improvements that would bring. On top of that, we needed to make sure we kept it simple as possible, as achievable, so we could train the people effectively on how to utilize the system. We could broadcast it to, to the 
to our wider customer group and we needed to do it in a quick and effective way if you like so there was time was at the essence because looking back on our old solutions and our old way of working it wasn't reliable and people weren't able to get hold of us and we weren't able to manage their contacts very well so there was a lot of key things we needed to to sort out in a in a quick way but obviously we needed to be effective with how we utilized the capital spend initially and then the project work and, and the, the outlay we've done since to make sure we could um, improve our customer services element of the business and our, you know, our entry point for our customers. Zoe, that's very interesting um, what Darren was saying there about the perception of IT as a big capital spend that doesn't necessarily have benefits for the users, for the ordinary members of staff, for the clients, that sort of thing. I wonder, before we talk specifically about the 5.9 contact centre solution, is that as something you, you get a lot when you're trying to bring new systems into companies and organisations, that, that the perception is sometimes slightly you know off the mark yeah i think it's quite difficult at times to relate i think with it they're often seen as that kind of part of the business that pick up the problem resolve a problem and move it forward i think what you have to do is take the people into consideration as well so often if people are bought into a solution and they understand the benefits of those solutions firsthand they'll embrace those solutions and then that resistance isn't there so i think what we've helped do with Pobble is kind of overcome that challenge and ensure that, you know, we're in a similar position, I think, here at OneCom. We've grown through acquisition, as Pobble have over the years, and I think you inherit a lot of legacy systems, a lot of legacy processes. And with change comes resistance. And I think that with technology, obviously, there's, it's evident there's going to be change because it will evolve over time. But I think what is really evident with Pobble is that with the users in mind being at the forefront of that and our customers being at the forefront of our journey, you know, working together, we, we've got them to buy into the fact that this will help them and that IT aren't there as a blocker, they're there as, a, as an enabler, we're there to enable their users to do the best that they, they can do. So Darren, when you, as I say, made this decision, you know, that digital was the future, what was it that attracted you to the 5.9 contact centre solution and, and in particular to OneCom? You know, were there specific things or or was it a more general decision? Added on to what Zoe said there, so OneCom were a partner we used uh, for the last few years on mobile services. We use our, our mobile fleet was through them and we were looking to replace the existing platforms that we had. And uh, again, similar to what Zoe said, we had legacy systems from, from the mergers over the last couple of years. So there was different systems in different departments that even the same department where they were regionalized would have two different platforms. So we needed to get a solution that was simple and reliable was the main thing as well. And we were in discussions with, with, with Zoe and her team and some of the other platforms and areas within OneCom. And we were able to look at solutions and partners that they work with. And we were able to demonstrate that to our end users and to, to the people within the business that we're going to be utilizing the system. Initially, we were looking for a short-term solution to get us out of the problem we were in. But then what we when we had a demonstration, some of our key business areas and, and people who are going to use the system, the, the simplicity and the 
ease of use for, for our users as well as some of the power and functionality of the system, you know, in terms of the reporting data it provides and the interaction between different teams, which we haven't been able to, to manage in, in, in the past, was something that we were keen to write, let's fast track it, let's see if we can work, extend our partnership agreement and get this system something to do. And, you know, we initially looked at it for a contact center solution for our customer services team. It's now being utilized by our internal IT service desk. It's now been rolled out to other areas of the business as well because it's a simple one platform that we can all sit upon there. So the, really when we had the demonstration, the key thing was it was very simple. It had all the sort of power that we needed for things and, and more and it was something we could grow into in the future as well because there's lots of functionality that we haven't touched upon yet and we're very aware that we need to walk before we can run, so to speak, and we can use what we need to do to get ourselves a reliable platform, especially as the pandemic hit and all that time that we all had to send people home Remote working was something that was really difficult for us in the past. If someone had to sort of work from home, it wasn't possible. But now we've got that blend now of people, if they need to be in the office or they need to be at home or they need to be, you know, somewhere else. I think one of the demos we got was that they sort of pinned someone up on the side of the side of a cliff to show that the, the system could be used using three or four G remotely and you still get a reliable system. So all this thing was people can work remotely from where they needed to and have the same experience and the user would have the same experience as if you were sat in the office, which is something we were, were striving for really. So yeah, it was more of the simplicity, but also then the, the power from an IT platform, if you like, what sits behind it and what we could do with that. And already, you know, within a few months of the data that given us to make decisions and make changes and make recommendations to the organization, which is something we were crying out for. So that's a, that's a great endorsement there, obviously, of the 5.9 system. But I, I wonder, you know, it's very interesting to me to hear him say, you know, how they took it on for one purpose and now it's it's sort of grown into something more than that and, and there's a lot of potential for it to grow further. Uh, presumably that's the intention with platforms like this, that they can adapt and, and, and be made to work in different aspects of an organisation. Yeah, most definitely. I think that the ultimate key is to ensure that what we're delivering um, gives customers visibility on what they're doing. And I think that that was one of the things that when we spoke through the pain points and, and, and the problems, because obviously you get to these solutions by talking through processes, talking through what the pain points are, you know, talking through how and the whys. And I think that this solution was very apt for what they needed. Um, out of the box, it does so much, but I, like Darren alluded to, you can bolt on so many more features, which as they then start to embrace further things uh, down the road will then enable that that journey for them without then going and finding something else from a, somebody else to do that so they're already you know doing payment taking and they're looking they've got crm integration because they've onboarded a new crm system uh, just before this project took on so it was really important that what they already had integrated but actually future proofing it so that what the plans were for the future were enabled to kind of facilitate that as well so the project and the product itself definitely delivers all and more for their capabilities and for what they need. Darren, I said in the introduction that Pobble put individuals, the individuals it supports, at the heart of everything they do. And I wonder, is there ever a tension between embracing a technological future and systems like this and your ability to still put the individual at the heart of it? Because I think, you know, some people might sort of think, oh, well, you know, this, this sort of technology is all very well, but, you know, it depersonalizes it, et cetera, et cetera. You, you, you do hear people complain about that sort of thing sometimes in the media. So was that an issue and, and how did you address it if it was? Yeah, I think it's, it is an issue and it is an issue to be 
aware of internally, for example, our internal staff, as well as the, the people we offer services for in, in the community as well, in terms of we wanted to make sure we had that old school, if you like, avenue open for people who did want to call through and, and speak to a person that they used to speak to. We've had a, a core team there for a number of years now. So we wanted to make sure that was an avenue they still had. But we're also trying to do is use the technology to bring people along who are comfortable. So we're obviously, we're launching things like a, a service portal and we're using social media, a chat functionality through through this, through this avenue as well. So there's other ways of people contacting us 24 by seven, but we're not, we're not closing off that route of if you need to speak to someone and, and, and go through the way you used to and depending on your, your background or your services and that, that's completely fine. But it is still something we find quite challenging because for example, a lot of the work we're doing, a lot of the data we're finding now, our core volumes are very, very high for the number of services that we provide, the number of users we have, the numbers now that we got more accurate view on it are, are really, really high. And that's because that's what people have been used to. And you know, there, there's been a lot of different changes over the years, but we want to make sure that we reduce that call volume where it's not needed. If they need to call through because it's an emergency repair, for example, or something that they need an emergency response from, perfect. That's exactly what it's designed for. But if you're ringing through to check what's my balance on my rent this month, then you can do that with a touch of a button through an app or a phone and you're comfortable doing that. We'd much rather doing that. Obviously, we need to then balance that with our team members to say, well, look, we're going to reduce to the call volume. It doesn't mean you know we'll reduce with it from this level and then there's redundancies or whatever else or job worries can be concerned about because there's so much more that we can be doing for our customer on a proactive front that we would now like them to concentrate on. So it's about people change within the organization to make sure we're offsetting that, but also the support that um, our teams in the communities are now providing. So they'll go and visit people. They'll talk them through how they use these digital strategies and digital platforms. They'll will offer drop-in services and lots of different things to make sure that we're not sort of saying, right, everything's via an app now or via a portal. We're closing our phone lines down. You know, that might come some point in the future, but I think that's a long, long way off yet. So this this technology almost might make itself redundant, but that's the beauty of it is that you go, right, what volumes are coming in? We get trend information. We get good data from this, this phone system now to say, what are the call types? What time of day are they coming in? you know how long does it take to handle them all that good information that we can make a decision on saying hold on this percentage of calls we need to make sure we can go back to those people and, and show them how they can find that information themselves or this is a repeat issue or there's a breakdown with our trades department all that information is now there for us to go right but we want to do is have people phoning through when they really need to not because it's things they should be able to get hold of themselves but it is a fine balance to make sure we're not pushing people too quickly and keeping some of those old school avenues open for those that you know do like to come in have a quick chat with someone and find out how things are going and you know might be the only call of the week some people make to us and we we, we be very respectful of that avenue really Zoe, this podcast is focusing on digital strategy transformation for not-for-profit organizations and obviously pobble is is a great example for us to use for that so are there specific differences for you as a supplier of of these digital services and of things like the five nine contact center solution you know are there are there specific things that you have to bear in mind when it's a not-for-profit as opposed to commercial organizations that you work for as well no i don't think there is other than you want to just deliver the best possible solution to your end customer i think that you have to take in consideration the requirements because you know, you're not always going to need to deliver everything to everybody. So I think obviously that consultation period and that project management is really key because it's an evolving project. I think you initially will start off 
talking through and thinking you need something but actually as you're working through those requirements you very quickly ascertain whether they're needed or they need to be evolved and further things are needed and I think that's what's really good about the working relationships that OneCom have with their customers is that it's consultative you know we're not forcing a product to a customer what we're doing is actually looking at what their issues are what their problems are of course there's a product in the background of that because we've you know, we've agreed on that this is the partner of choice and this is the product of choice because we've actually spoken about it, you know, prior to delivering. But I think that as anything happens or as things go along, we just look at those improvements and, and develop that out. So we'll always do right by the customer, always look at delivering the best possible solution to the customer. And I think that that's really key to what we do. Do you want to just add in on that? I think I was thinking about this before we sort of started recording is that I my experience with OneCom and, and the Five Nine team and everyone we've dealt with is that they feel very much as if our relationship feels more so. They they make sure that we don't want to waste any money, and whether we're a charitable organisation or not, I don't think that would be a separate outside of our avenue. Example: if we arrange meetings and I would use up service days or consultant days, and it's not needed, they'll be the ones to say, "Don't take that because that's that's a misuse of your time, and we can use that better elsewhere." And when we review our billing cycle, they're very proactive in, in advising us on solutions that might help bring our overall service bills down and how we can cross charge and make sure we do that in a proactive manner. And yeah, like I said, I'd like to think that that wouldn't be something they apply differently to, to different customers because it seems like it's of second nature to the dealings we have with Zoe and her team. And Darren, you know, I've seen a lot of the, some of the documentation that, that Paul will produce about their aims and objectives, their missions and statement and so on and so forth. And obviously there's some some really interesting stuff in there. And I'm just wondering how much this transformation, this digital transformation has contributed to achieving Pobble's goals and objectives. It's, it's been huge. And like I said, we're very early on, on the journey. And like I said, we, there is lots of things we want to be doing. But, you know, to, for people who aren't aware, we've got sort of five key areas about we want to be a placemaker. So we're building homes for people and providing low-cost homes to the community. We're trying to obviously be carbon cutters we, we want to make sure that we're we're on route to carbon zero by 2050 uh, connecting our customers is one team players run our staff members and then the last one is the tech to the max is you know that's about using our technology to improve but also educating our staff to be able to make sure that we make use of that technology and i think even the system alone and the way we've started so far you know has really helped us in terms of the carbon cutting side of things, also connecting to our customers and our team players as well, for example. People were very stressed with the old environment. The old platform was very complex. This has simplified things and our team members didn't need a lot of training, didn't need a lot of coaching education and now embracing a brand new system where they can manage the customer contact, they can take payments in a more effective way, they can engage our third parties. We can manage a lot of our systems ourselves as well. So it really opens up sort of a lot of the innovation and our customer journey as well as our digital journey go hand in hand now. So this is what we're key to not run away with the system, for example, is how do we want our customers to be contacting us is the key. So now we look at, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we're looking at the rollout of a, an automated chat function as well as an agent hosted chat function. So that's another way people can contact us. The social media, that the, the, the accounts that people come through, they'll all be facilitated through this one platform with, within um, Five9 and OneCom. And then longer term, then we're using these systems and these platforms to, to look at even reaching out to things like assistive technology out in our services and things like that. We've already started 
pilots of that with OneCom over the last few months, which have gone really, really well, and we're waiting for the approval to to start rolling that on mass. So that's where it goes in terms of us making sure people are embracing this and not being scared of it, and really seeing it as a as a key avenue. And I really want Pobble to be a market leader and a leader in the industry on all these things now, especially the assistive technology there. So that makes our service people's lives easier as well as our staff's lives easier and more rewarding. So I'm fascinated to ask you as well a little bit about the evolution of the customer journey from your point of view at OneCom, because presumably, you know, the pace of change can be an issue for an organization, whether it's not for profit or a, or a commercial organization, and, and the legacy comms that you're dealing with, that you're, that you're transferring over and that sort of thing. Clearly, you, you do a lot of listening. I can tell that from, from talking to you, you know, you're getting to know your partners in this. But tell me about that, about, you know, judging that pace of change. How do you go about that? It's got to be driven in a couple of ways, I think. We're very informative, or I'm specifically informative with my customers about what's going on in the industry, what's going on in the world of technology in respects of what is, A, impactful to them in relation to the services we already deliver, but also those things that will make change or help change. So I think that part of what we do at OneCom is listen to our customers and 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 talk through not only what we deliver to them day by day but look at building that relationship out so that they they talk to us about other issues other problems other scenarios that they have within their business and i think that then drives those further conversations around other product sets cloud environments and you know all those other partner related conversations that we would have and i think that culturally we will always want to look at improving quality of service for a customer we will always want to ensure that it drives or it's driven via what the customer wants i think covid if i'm honest has played a big part in any customer's journey because they've had to embrace technology probably sooner rather than later in a lot of these instances because without that embracement of of technology they would have found that they weren't able to still do what they needed to do during that time frame specifically for Pobble supporting you know people out in the community that would have been more prevalent during Covid than ever before so I think it was really important that technology played a part in that. What I would say in respect to the 5.9 solution it's pivotal to the change that Pobble will go through it will be the central part of anything that they deliver now because the business process is central and it will then be driven into the business and all those those decisions will be made with that in mind. So I think it's really key. Yeah, Darren, that's uh, what Zoe said there is very interesting, isn't it? You know, that firstly, that the 5.9 system is crucial and, and key to what you're doing as you go forward, but also what she was saying about the helping customers, helping partners sort of realise what is available and that sort of thing. Now, you're, you're obviously, you're a senior technology business partner, so clearly you're pretty knowledgeable about this stuff, I imagine, anyway. But how important was that sort of advice and um, the sort of spreading of that information that you got from your partnership with OneCom? Yeah, it's very important. I think we, you know, sadly, we haven't been able to do face-to-face meetings for, for a while. We're, we're trying to rearrange again now as we are with a little bit better, but we used to do regular sort of monthly sessions with the team. We did, we've carried them on, obviously, remotely. And the, the key element to that was we would open up with usually Zoe or one team would present 
a little bit about what's gone on in their organization and then I would do the same about what's gone on in Pobble because then you could get that you know, where some things might not even be relevant I'll give Zoe an update on what's been going on and what we're looking at and then she'll go we've got partners that we can help on those areas with and, and I touched upon the assistive tech and that's the key one that we sort of branched out to and the same with this system this the way we've done this platform the key element for me was when we were doing a contract negotiation again I've talked about money at the start and obviously we want to make sure that we're spending wisely we're not committing to long-term partnerships that you know aren't going to be uh, effective for us as, a, as an organization and the key thing for this was we really liked the 5.9 system and we, we were confident in it and, and we have been since we've gone live with it but one of the key areas for that with the partnership was if we didn't like that system we were we were tied to the partnership not to the system so if I said let's bin that platform up then five nine or one com and their partners would look at what else we could be doing because there's something else we could be working on is there a better platform out there you know we haven't gone down that road thankfully but that gave me the assurance then that we could say hold on we're not tied to this system and if it turns out not to be as effective as we first thought we're tied to the partnership and the partnership we've always really comfortable with three years in so we were like okay we will trust you that we'll find something else if it doesn't work or the business needs to change which obviously <laughs> is the more likely when the, the business says right we, we need to do something different now which we haven't considered before we finish Darren I wonder whether I could ask you to perhaps give a, a little bit of advice to other non-profit organizations that maybe face similar challenges to the one Pobble faced and particularly in regard to obviously cost benefit analysis and all that sort of thing because clearly there's costs to to any uh, modernization and, and the benefits that might come down the line later as a result of that so as i say if a similar organization came up to you and said well how did you do it darren what what, what would be your advice well, um, first of they could come and listen to this podcast, I suppose, and, um, and get some advice and look at the case studies that are out there. But obviously, reach out. Especially, we, you know, in our areas, well, it's not necessarily competitors. We we want people to come and, and see what we've been doing and, and talk to us if they need to. And obviously, every every department, every company is different. We'll have their own challenges. I've been to quite a lot of online and, and, and in-person sort of housing technology conferences recently and the key message that all came back for all of them there's loads of there's loads of good applications out there there's loads of good platforms there's loads of really good initiatives going on really really innovative stuff but every presentation i saw everything that everything started was with the key buy-in from the senior management and the senior people if you don't don't have that and you don't have the sort of backing to, to do these things then you can have the best system in the world the best process and it, it, it will not go where you need it to go so that's where you need to sort of get is get your, you know get your chief exec get your senior management on board my director to mandy has been she's pushing this agenda she wrote a lot of this the, the paper that's gone out as part of the digital transformation digital strategy and it's something really when people interview with us, they really jump on board with this publicly available. You can you can read it on our website. And people say that's one of the reasons they apply for an interview with us and, and want to come and work and come and help us. And we're changing all the time. So obviously everything needs to be considered and everything, every, every company is different. But, you know, if you don't start it, you don't ask, then you don't get anywhere. So that's where I would start really is, you know, post the question, think outside the box a little bit to, to, to use that phrase and, and, and put it out there. But, Zoe's right about the pandemic. You know, it's been an awful couple of years, but we've progressed so quickly because we've had to. And then maybe we've learned from that. People have gone, hold on, let's not maybe wait till we have to next time. Let's do it because we want to. And we want to, to stay ahead and we want to stay in business for as long as possible. And the, the digital platforms that are out there and the digital partners that you can gain will make you stay in business for a very long time and, and but be profitable and, and, you know, enjoy the journey along the way. You've been listening to the One Sparks podcast brought to you by OneCom. 
I'm Dave Harris, and I've been talking to Zoe Kennedy of OneCom and Darren Raznick, Senior Technology Business Partner at Pobble. I hope you've enjoyed their expert insight into digital transformation strategies for non-profit organizations. Please see our show notes for a link to our website at www.onecom.co.uk forward slash podcast, where you can find out about everything mentioned in today's episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We hope you can join us again for future episodes. But in the meantime, stay safe and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.